denizens of Internet Wonderland, it's time once again to kick back, relax, and listen to the soothing sounds of the melodious cat streaming through your airways. As we veer once again down the rabbit hole and view into the looking glass of logical madness, welcome to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. of Internet Wonderland. I hope my voice finds you well. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking a like. Sorry about that. Sometimes I do mess up my own introductions. Rewind. Actually, we'll just continue on. You can always find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking a like on the Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, A Looking Glass and a Logical Madness. You can listen to this episode and all other content on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line, saying hi, or giving any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes feel free to email me at cheshirelookingglass at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Place Cheshire. So here we are, here we are, here we are. This time around, this episode is coming way before the midnight hour. So you get to have this melodious voice sail with you through the digital airwaves as we discuss our topic which was meant to be for Tuesday. Now, everyone enjoys a good story. I know I do. Whether it's a book, a comic, a manga, something that's relayed on a TV show, a movie, audiobooks, we all enjoy storytelling. From the first story that was ever shared with mankind, Leading up to today's biggest hits. We all enjoy the narration. We enjoy thinking about these larger-than-life characters that captivate and enthrall us in the story. We cheer for the, for the protagonist. We boo the antagonist. And sometimes we can relate with the side characters. This made me wonder. In the grand scheme of life, with everyone that we interact with, whether it's from a simple greeting to day to day, how do people perceive us in their stories? 
quite an interesting question, don't you think? We can be perceived as a side character, just someone who's more of a passing fancy. We could be the intrigued love interest. We could be, and I can't believe I'm about to use this term, we could be the simping love interest, the one that loves so hard but yet is placed into the friend zone. We could be the bad boy or bad girl antagonist who secretly has a heart of gold and flips over a new leaf. We could be a co-protagonist in a story. What I'm trying to get at here is that no matter how we are viewed, we should be able to set the narrative to be positive in those stories. Now, I'm sure everyone that is listening has at least some individuals in their lives that they can describe negatively. Oh, this person talks a lot. This person has a bad attitude. This person is just overall rotten. But that person, even though if they are negative in our view of them, in our narrative, they could be the most kind-hearted, loving, most dedicated individual in the narratives of someone else. And we perceive ourselves within our own story because in our own story, in our own narrative, we can be the protagonist or we could be the antagonist. How we perceive ourselves is different on how others will perceive us. So let's put more thought into that. How can we get others to perceive us the way that we perceive ourselves? Well, there's really no true formula for that. We may see ourselves as larger than life. We may see ourselves as a celebrity. Or we may see ourselves as someone who's just mysterious, enigmatic. Or, in some cases, if you want to go with angsty teen dramas, the wallflower. Someone who's not even noticeable. We can all change our narrative. We can change the perception on how we view ourselves and in turn, how others will view us. Now, how we do? How do we do that? Well, first and foremost, it takes a lot of self-reflection. We have to be able to view ourselves in a positive light. And unfortunately, there are times where that is hard. With everything going on in the world, and I shouldn't say in the world in our personal worlds, in our personal lives, dealing with stress, with anxiety, depression, uncertainties in life. It is hard to put ourselves in a positive light at times because everyone struggles. 
from the person that may be pandering for cash outside on the corner of the street to even a multi-billionaire. We all have our struggles. But even though we struggle, even though we may have the weight of our shoulder, sorry, the weight of the world on our shoulders, I almost said the weight of our shoulders on the world. Actually, I may actually do that as a topic next time around, but I digress. Even though we may have the weight of the world on our shoulders, the way we perceive ourselves can either make that weight lighter or heavier. So, we have to express self-care. We have to be able to give ourselves daily affirmations. We have to be able to recognize the positive that we have in ourselves. Everyone has a hidden talent. Everyone has uh, an aspiration that they want to achieve. Everyone has a unique quality to them that shines when we least expect it. So, let's start giving ourselves self-care and love. Let's start taking care of ourselves and figuring out how to deal with those stresses. And you don't have to try to tackle everything all at once because each stress that we have intertwines. And sometimes by taking care of the smaller things, we slowly begin to chip away at the bigger issues. Once we start chipping away at the bigger issues by starting small, we begin to have that confidence. We begin to feel more self-appreciation. We begin to feel the love and admiration that we should always feel for ourselves. Now, granted, once again, this is easier said than done. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes dedication to have to work on yourself constantly. But you do not have to do it in a way to impress others. Just yourself right now. Because, once again, everyone has a different perception of you in their own narrative. What's important right now for this first step is fixing the narrative about yourself and your own story. Being able to regain that personal power to be able to step out into the world and say, yes, I am proud of who I am. I understand my story. I understand that each chapter, every up, every down, every trial, and tribulation, every victory, and every defeat is a lesson learned that helped me develop the character that I am now. I am proud of my character. And no one can change the outcome of my story and my character development. Once you have that confidence, once you put in the time and effort and dedication 
to improve upon yourself. And this can be physically. People sometimes want to be able to feel comfortable in their own skin. Take the steps needed to feel comfortable in your own body. If you feel that you have to go to the gym, go to the gym. If you feel that you have to change your diet, go ahead. Take the steps that you need to make you feel better. Take the time to develop yourself as the protagonist that you deserve to be in your story. Once you take care of those changes, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, in terms of mentally, if you need to seek help, seek help. There is nothing wrong with anyone, man, woman, non-binary, it doesn't matter. If you need help, seek the help. There are many people out here willing to listen, willing to help. Whether it's your best friend since childhood, whether it's a professional or a random stranger willing to show the kindness to sit down with you and listen, there are people that are willing to help. Emotionally, tying everything together with your emotions. As we know, it's hard to balance emotions whenever we're not in a right headspace. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs, especially whenever we're trying to improve our character, improve our view of ourselves. And there's so many different ways to do this emotionally. You can think of it as in terms of connecting physical to emotional, once you start making positive, tra positive transitions physically, small victories, walk a block, go to the pool, swim part of a lap, go to the gym, lift a little heavy, not too much. You don't want to try to kill yourself on the first day of going to the gym and lifting weights. Believe me, I've been there. But every small victory you have, every moment you do something that you thought you could never do physically, and it can be as something as simple as just getting up and stepping out just to get some fresh air. Every small victory that we have physically can improve us emotionally. Whenever it comes to linking mentality with emotion, that is the very essence. Everyone has heard the term, I think, therefore, I am. When you start dealing with your issues mentally, and once again, small steps, facing a phobia head on. Slow progression, of course. 
eventually working up to dealing with your first major roadblock mentally and conquering it, that can improve your emotional well-being. Then, of course, there is spiritually. Everyone believes in something, whether it's Christianity, whether it's Judaism, whether it's Wiccan, sorry, Wicca, um, neo-paganism, Taoism, or not even believing in the concept of deities at all, being agnostic, being atheist, believing in the science of things. Everyone believes in something, whether it's divine intervention or cold, hard scientific facts. Find your placement spiritually, regardless of what you believe. Because what spirituality is, it isn't putting faith towards facts. It isn't putting faith towards religion. It's putting faith within the well-being that you are trying to create. If you really think about it, Spiritual well-being is just physical, mental, and emotional well-being all set down the middle. It's a balance. Spiritual well-being is a balance within your life. Things that you thought were unconquerable become conquerable. Hills that you thought you couldn't traverse easily scaled. That is what spiritual well-being does. It's the culmination of the first three. Being physically healthy, being mentally alert, and being emotionally balanced. And that is something that will allow us to grow into the protagonists that our stories deserve. Now, How do we perceive ourselves in the narratives of others? Once again, there's a saying that says, within your story, you are the protagonist and everyone else is the side character. Which is true. I mean, there's a lot of side characters in this world that you probably have met only for a brief moment. And in turn... People have met you, and you were a side character in their story. Now, how do you move yourself from being a side character to being a notable character? Well, I believe it's through first impressions. I also believe it's through random acts of kindness. Everyone needs someone to show them kindness. So whenever you get an opportunity, help someone out. Help someone take groceries to their car. Sit down, have a conversation with a random stranger, as long as you believe that they're not dangerous, of course. Also, self-preservation is a big key on being a strong protagonist because you have to have awareness to know who to speak to and who to not speak to 
just yet. But showing different forms of kindness, you know, helping in a soup kitchen, donating time at a nursing home. I mean, I miss the days of going to a library and reading stories to children as part of a summer program. Those are always fun. The more that we do to increase the positive perception that we deserve to have, it will influence others to think of us in a positive light. It's almost like the question that I asked a while back. What is your legacy going to be? How are people going to remember you? What stories are they going to tell about you after you pass on? Or even now, while you're still alive, how are people going to explain you to others? And that's where controlling the narrative comes in. We want to give the perception of who we think we are to others. If we feel that we are a kind-hearted individual, we should work towards showing that. Now granted, there are times where there are individuals that think they may be, and pardon my language at this point, this is the only time I'm going to swear, there are times where individuals think they are the biggest, baddest, son of a bitches in, in the world. That can be perceived. You know, a person can have that alpha male, alpha female mentality that turns people away. You know, I am the unconquerable. But yet, those are the ones that have, in my opinion, the desire to be helped more. Because no one in this world is truly alpha. No one in this world is truly beta or omega. Everybody has a perception and a narrative that they want to portray. Now, when that perception becomes toxic and it turns away good people that would be willing to accept you into their story as more than just a side character. Well, your story becomes a short chapter in life because there's no influence. There's no gain in the story. You have to think about that at times. The way that you want people to perceive you has to have a balance. You can be the kindest person in the world, but have a little bit of flair of badassery. Look at C.T. Fletcher. Look at Michael B. Jordan. Look at Ryan Reynolds. That man is willing to give the shirt off his back some witty banter, sometimes not exactly PG, but yet, you know this is the type of man that whenever it comes down to being a badass, he would be an absolute badass for the ones he cares about. 
Keanu Reeves, same thing. Scarlett Johansson, same thing. Serena Williams, same thing. You can tell the ones that really do care about individuals on a personal level, willing to assist, willing to help. And that is how we would describe them if they passed, if we knew them, if we knew their story. Because that is the narrative that they created for their character in their life. So, let's begin to work on the narrative. Let's begin working on how to control the narrative, how we perceive ourselves and how others will perceive us. Because at the end of the day, when that final page ends and the book closes on your life, the only thing that will be left is the stories about you and how you influenced or how you scared away people. How you became larger than life in some people's story and how you were the most dreadful individual or villain in others. Thank you for tuning in tonight for this makeup episode of Cheshire's Place, A Looking Glass and a Logical Madness. Tomorrow night is the World Rumble. So, myself, my co-host... My best friend, my hetero life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey, along with a special guest that we will be phoning in, will be discussing the 2022 Royal Rumble, winners, losers, and going over predictions, and also match of the night candidates. So, with that being said, this has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, A Looking Glass and a Logical Madness. I have been your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. And just as my namesake, the Cheshire Cat, I am everywhere, yet nowhere. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow night.